Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand. I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like, they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Sucks and it free bases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man, like, do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you gotta embrace the suck. Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys not gonna make anyway. You guys suck. Hey, when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Oh my god, this sucks! Random Bears fan. Terry Morris! Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection, it's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Schweikow. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck, I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. George Wendt. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I sucked. Garth Algar. Get off 
Steve Dahl. Um, I mean it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. John Sears. Hey, what's up, Rosie? Hey, welcome to Suckage. This is Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number at the score. 312-644-6767. That will get you to our listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the score's tech zone. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Today, Bears, Bears, Packers. We will talk. We will go up to behind the cheese curtain and talk with Sparky Pfeiffer. He's on 1250 The Fan, and he's part of Odyssey's Packers podcast, Curd and Long. He's up in Milwaukee, Curd and Long. Sparky, I love having a guy named Sparky on the air. We'll talk Packers. At noon, Mark Rohde will be here. Mark Rohde's back. Near award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. There'll be two segments, as a matter of fact, at noon. At 1.20, Paul Sullivan, Chicago Tribune. The winter meetings, the steroid Supreme Court, as he called it. You heard Bruce Levine and David Haw talking to Greg Maddox, a member of the jury on that Supreme Court. Uh, one of the justices, I suppose you'd say. Considering a lot of players, do they deserve to get in? Will they stay or will they go now? And the steroid area, era, Bonds, Clemens, yada, yada, yada. And Kurt Schilling, who's whatever, just we need the Hubble telescope to find his mind sometimes. So do they get in? Do they not? That will be this weekend. The winter meetings start. The Cubs, I don't know. They, you could say they're, whatever you want to say about them, they're a fraud until they get pitching. They don't have pitching to be a contender. The White Sox, guys just keep passing them by. They're going to get wind burn. Whatever they needed last year, they need this year. Second baseman, right fielder, left-handed hitting power, catcher who can catch the ball. <clears throat> That'd be different. And pitching, of course. And so there you go. And, and somebody, somebody with a backbone to tell Eloy Jimenez, Put your glove away. Leave it at home. Do not bring it to the game. We have kids in the stands who can play left field better than you. Eloy Jimenez, put the glove down. The glove is for closers only. But that's not why you called. Well, you didn't call at all. Here's why you called. Justin Fields, left shoulder, separated this, separated that. He's injured. He's going to play. He was removed from the Bears' injury report. The injury report also lists Kyler Gordon concussion, Jaquan Brisker concussion. They'll both miss their second straight games. Jaquan Brisker, by the way, Jaquan Brisker leads the Bears in sacks. The rookie safety, their first pick, and the guy they took first in the second round, Jaquan Brisker, who's out, has missed the last two games. He leads the Bears in sacks. That feels like that shouldn't be the case, right? That feels wrong, right? Well, how do you think about this? Roquan Smith was traded, what was it, three weeks ago? Four yeah. Four weeks ago? Just about a month ago, yeah. 
He's second in sacks. <laughs> so they're sucking, 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 sucking. So that's that part of it. Larry Borum and Trevor Simeon. Larry Borum's ankle knees listed as out. Trevor Simeon is out. Kendall Vildor and Riley Reef are questionable to play. Then again, they've always been questionable, but they've played anyways, no matter their ability. Now, here's the thing about Reef. This is a hysterical injury report. Reef was one of the Bears' captains this week. Perfect casting for a guy who's closer to not playing than suiting up. It's like a hood ornament for tanking in the Bears' season the way it's gone. But the news was Trevor Simeon headed for IR in need of surgery on his injured oblique. So, what was your favorite warm-up of the Trevor Simeon era? He played last week, so Nathan Peterman didn't have to. Nathan Peterman, one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history, is the backup this week. It's a, ma- it's a miracle he's ahead of the guy the Bears plucked from the Lions practice squad, Tim Boyle. Your starter is Justin Fields, and there has been much debate. Should he play? Should he play or should he go now? There's no question he should play. If you're worried about injury... And stay on the porch, get yourself a dog, and pet it. This is what football is. Football is a game of injuries. This is a guy who has to play. There's a lot he cannot do. He can run away from trouble. He can, he can become the league's leading rusher. Damn close. He can, make, he can deodorize an offensive line that doesn't have pass-blocking skills that is more like a rolling tollway than it is an NFL-caliber offensive line when it comes to pass protection. But there is so much he needs. His coach said it. His coach said that Justin Fields understands it. There's so much he hasn't seen. And that is the great news. They're playing the Packers this week. The Well, you wanted the Bears to keep, Packer, keep up with the Packers, and here they are. Three wins, four wins. Aaron Rodgers looking like a standard Bears quarterback, nine interceptions is most since 2010. So the Bears face playoff teams after this week. They'll have the bye, and then they'll face three of their last four games, the Eagles, the Bills, the Vikings, playoff teams. They need those wins. Seeding, hold your place, do everything you need. And then there's the Lions, and they beat the Bears last time. And the Packers this week. And you can throw out the record books, and boy, you'd better throw out the record books when these teams play. I don't know what what Justin Fields learned last week. But one of the things he needed to learn was watching what Trevor Simeon did. Before the Jets figured out Simeon, and Simeon, Simeon just reverted to being the pumpkin that he is, apparently. Or the injury got to him. The Jets got to him. Simeon gave his receivers a chance to make plays. He gave himself a chance to make, gave his receivers a chance to make plays that you don't often see Fields. Maybe Fields can't, maybe he won't, I don't know. Not yet, anyway. And then there was Mike White on the other side. The backup to a guy drafted, I mean, like a lifetime higher than Justin Fields who was benched, and Mike White pants both of them, 22 of, 20, of 28, 315 yards, three TDs, against the Bears' defense. 
where the injured safety, the concussed safety, still leads the team in sacks. But taking note of what was there and taking what was there was there for Justin Fields to be had, to learn. Trevor Simeon played pretty well through two series. Then they figured him out. A couple 71-yard drives, one in a field goal, one ending in a touchdown. Pass to Byron Pringle. That was 40 seconds into the second quarter. He benefited for some big run after the catch yardage by running backs David Montgomery and Darrington Evans and on the first possession. He hit wide receiver Chase Claypool for a 20-yard gain off play action. And, and he gave guys chances to make plays. Put a nice throw into a small window as Pringle was covered tightly. And those are the, the kind of throws Fields needs to make. We need to see that from him. We need to see that he believes he can make that throw. He's got the arm to throw deep. He's got a strong enough arm. Now does his vision, does his, does his process, can he process what a guy looks like when he's open? Can he make that throw? Will he make that throw? I mean, early on, Simeon looked like, Simeon looked like oh, my God, what's going on here? Two possessions, two scores, seven of nine, 120 yards. There were some pretty big numbers. I mean, for for a half, hell, for all season for the Bears. And then it was downhill. Injuries took over. The Jets took over. But what Simeon showed early, this team didn't get more talented. The quarterback was doing a good job early of either throwing his receivers open or giving them a chance to make a play. Justin Fields is looking for, he always thinks touchdown to check down. That's great. I want that. I want to see more of that. He refuses to think check down at all, and he just doesn't make the throws into tight windows. He can't or won't, don't know what he sees. I don't know how the injury is going to affect him. We saw him, you know, one play, two plays after the injury, and and that was that. So, what he's going to be like. Guys play with injuries in different ways. It, it affects them emotionally, mentally. It affects them different ways. Physically, it should not affect. It's his non-throwing shoulder. Physically, it shouldn't affect. But what a guy feels when he's hurt, what a guy does, how aggressive will Justin Fields be, how aggressive will they let him be? How many d- design runs will they call? I still say, whatever the... Whatever people think the injury risk is, play Justin Fields. And whatever you think the injury risk is, I don't want to make him a pocket passer. He's not that guy now. That makes him more of a target. There's a greater chance he's going to get hurt behind this line in the pocket. At least if you call design runs and you make him go, he can determine where he's going, when he's going how much pain he can absorb and how much pain he can dish out. Let him make the decision. I want his decisions to become better. I want his decisions passing to, to, to see a window, read a window, see a receiver, read a receiver, give him a chance to make a play. 
We'll see if that happens, and it would be great to have it happen against the past. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bears need something good to happen this season as they, as they try to get the number one overall pick so that when they barely beating the Texans, coming back to haunt them. Oy. All right, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to a guy named Sparky. you got to talk to a guy named Sparky. It's Bears Packers. This is Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's great. I mean, obviously, when you get your starting quarterback back, you know, and a guy that's electric like that and, you know, makes a lot of plays for our football team, uh, it's obviously a big boost in the arm, you know, to, to the whole football team. And guys are excited out there, not only the offensive guys, but the defense and special teams. Everybody's excited that he's out there moving around and being himself and certainly missed him last week. Um, so, yeah, exciting. Yeah, Excited. Anything to avoid Nathan Peterman. That's pretty much the subtext there. That's your Bears football coach, Matt Eberflus, is hits principal, and somewhere in there is Fields, and avoiding Nathan Peterman. Welcome and welcome back. Saturday Suckage. Boy, is Nathan Peterman the perfect quarterback to talk about on Saturday Suckage. 
And you know who else is? Aaron Rodgers. He's sucking like a Nathan Peterman. Let's find out. We're going to go to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome to the show, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer from 1250 The Fan in up there behind the cheese curtain. And he's part of Odyssey's Packers podcast, Curd and Long. So what's it like to watch a quarterback who looks like he could be playing for the Bears, Sparky? I don't know. I mean, you compare him to Peterman. Rodgers could play with his left hand and probably still play better than Peterman at this point. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, I, I think Rodgers uh, hasn't had the best season, right? He's not an MVP-type candidate anymore. Uh, and that's all fine and Danny. You knew coming into the season with these young wide receivers that he was going to have, they really didn't give him any help. Sammy Watkins, who's never stayed healthy in his life, uh, was the only free agent wide receiver they had. So you knew there was going to be some struggles. You knew they were going to have to – rely on their running game, but they've had injuries to their offensive line. Now David Bakhtiari all of a sudden had an appendectomy. He's not going to be able to play against the Bears. Uh, They're uh, all pro left tackle, and he's been on again, off again all year, still coming off that knee injury from a couple years ago. Elton Jenkins was banged up coming back. They had him at right tackle. He was awful, so they moved him back inside the guard where he's played much better. They've had all kinds of problems on the offensive side of the ball, and Rodgers obviously is part of it. You know, He's missed some throws, and he would say the same thing. Uh, but I, I don't think he's the main reason why they're losing games. My guest is Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 The Fan, Odyssey's podcast, Curd and Long. It's about the Packers, Bears-Packers Sunday. So so what it, it, Rodgers is going to play, and he's going to go with whatever he's got to go there, and the best thing he's got looks like Christian Watson. What a thing that is. Bears wish they had something pretty shiny thing like that. This a a bigger surprise given the way the Packers went up to get him, or is it late coming? And what does Rodgers think of this guy? Well, he's another one that you know they were counting on. I think to begin the season and can't stay healthy, uh, getting hurt, getting a concussion, whatever the case may be, has been able to stay on the field. Now that he's been able to stay on the field the last couple of weeks, finally, now you've been able to see what the Packers saw when they drafted Christian Watson. Uh, and that is a big play threat, and they haven't had that for the first half of the season. You know, MVS was that guy, Veldes Scanlon, who ended up going to the Kansas City Chiefs in the offseason. You know, he could take a top off the defense. Uh, Devontae Adams could be one of those guys, and they haven't had that guy really until Watson came back. That's really their only guy they've had, Uh, and now that he's back, uh, and it's very difficult to run with him because he's a pretty fast dude, and he's tall too, you know, 6'3", 6'4", long wide receiver that can make those catches. Uh, and that's all he's been pretty much doing. No words of Buddy Ryan about Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns, and that's what it's been the last couple of weeks. So the the Packers, what's it like up there? Your Packers are having a Bears-like season. You look at the record. You arrive at December. It's dreary. And are the are is there a have they succeeded? Uh, not succeeded. Have they conceded? Is it? Is it over? Are they how? What is the feeling like among Packers fans? They're just not used to this. They're they're always thinking Super Bowl, and this is just the appetizer. Uh, they're 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 livid, right? They want Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, fired. A lot of them want Brian Gutekinds fired. Some want Matt Lafleur fired. Uh, yeah, they're losing their minds. Uh, they've completely uh, gone sideways. Some of them are done with Aaron Rodgers. Just let Jordan Love play. Uh, others would rather just trade Jordan Love and keep Aaron Rodgers uh, back and get him some wide receiver help in the offseason. Uh, so, yeah, Packer fans, you're right. They're not used to losing the way they're losing at this point. 
They've won 13 games the last, you know, three consecutive years, and yet some still want the head coach fired, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, isn't very good. I'm not going to say he is, but uh, that's all the Packers have been doing recently is, is firing defensive coordinators, Dom Capers, Mike Pettin. Now here's Joe Barry. So now Packer fans want him fired. Uh, at some point, it's got to come down to the players on the field. They had 22 missed tackles in that last game against Philadelphia. 22. And when Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, was asked about it, he said, well, yeah, that is a lot of missed tackles, but they ran the ball like over 50 times in a game. That doesn't happen very often. Kind of like making excuses of why you had so many missed tackles, and that rubbed everybody the wrong way uh, as well. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I think the key to success, if, if I was the Chicago Bears, is you know just let Justin Fields run the ball 20, 25 times in the game and see if he can have the same success as Jalen Hurts because – it appears that's how you beat the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers had a spy. They had the rookie uh, middle linebacker, Quay Walker, on Jalen Hurts, and it did not matter. He still averaged, I think, over eight yards a carry every time he touched the ball. My guest is Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250, the fan behind the cheese curtain. He's Odyssey's on Odyssey's podcast, Packers podcast, Curd and Lawn. And <clears throat> Joe Barry really said that? I mean, yeah. don't you realize they were running the ball because the Packers couldn't or wouldn't tackle? Did it yeah. never occur to him? Or is that just lame coach's mistakes trying to fall on his his team's grenade or his own inept coaching grenade? Yeah, Joe Barry doesn't criticize really anybody. He's always going to stick to the positives um, and try and spin it as best he can without throwing his guys under the bus. But, you know, end of the day, uh, this defense hasn't performed. And don't forget, too, they lost their best pass rusher uh, a few weeks back in Rashawn Gary. Uh, and he was on a tear this year after putting up double-digit sacks last year. So now you've had to play a rookie uh, in his position and try and make up for that. They lost to Darius Smith uh, in the offseason to free agency. Uh, and he went to Minnesota and is having a great year. So you have Preston Smith and a rookie at outside linebacker. So they've been having problems getting home to the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball, which then means now you have to put more pressure on that secondary. Darnell Savage has been God awful uh, at the safety position. So then they moved him up to try and play, you know, that star position, the nickelback position. He's not much better there either at this point, Adrian Amos, who has been pretty solid for the Packers. I think he's maybe regressed a little bit now uh, this year, not to the point where he's an eyesore like Savages, but he's not the same player that he was. Uh, and then at the cornerback, posi- cornerback position, Jair Alexander likes to run his mouth a lot, but I'm not sure he's had the same type of years he's had in the past. Um, so he's regressed some too. I mean, there's, there's a lot wrong with this Packers team that you can point at and say a lot of guys, you know, aren't playing up to the standards that they've set in past years. Wow. You're making the case for Justin Fields to have a career day against the yeah. primordial running. rival and yep. running. Well, why? running the football pass. Or you just run and keep it simple, huh? If I was the Bears, I wouldn't even worry about it. I mean, if, if I were the Bears, based on what happened in Philly, just do what Philly did. Just run the football until they show that they can stop you. Why have them throw the ball more than, I don't know, 15 times in the game? I think that would be my bar of, okay, we're going to throw it no more than 15 times. You're going you're gonna to run it yourself 15 to 20 times. Um, and, and we're going to split the carries amongst the other running backs another 20 to 30 times. That, that's how I would do it because two things. One, if you're successful, you're going to score a bunch of points. And two, you're going to keep Rodgers off the field, even though he's not the Aaron Rodgers of the past. He still has the ability, you know, to make plays uh, when needed from time to time. So I think it works to the Bears' benefit both ways. 
He still owns the Bears. That's at last report. He still owns the Bears, and he's the self-proclaimed owner of the Bears. So yeah, he keeping him off the field would would probably be a good thing. One of the things about the the debate here is Justin Fields shouldn't play because he's got an injury, separated shoulder, to to on his non-throwing shoulder. But he practiced. He was off their injury report, and anything except Nathan Peterman is is a good thing. And it seems the Bears have gone about direct runs, design runs, direct runs. They want they want Justin Fields to determine when he gets hit and how, as opposed to putting him in the pocket and making him a target. So how much of what Jalen Hurts did was design runs just to get him out there and let him determine where he could go and when he when he could avoid being hit. How much of last Yeah, no, I, I think a good part of that was kind of design runs. Once they realized Green Bay was having issues, uh, they started game planning towards that weakness that they had on that side of the ball. And I think their decision by that Bears coaching staff and former Packer coach Luke Getze to finally let that dude run uh, was long overdue. He probably should have done that last year. I don't know what took him so long. You know, let him get out, use his legs, and, and use his, his strong suit to his benefit because once that happens – now you got the defense on their heels because they don't know if he's going to run. So that solves the pass rush, you know, just teeing off on the quarterback uh, and gives him maybe a little bit more time to throw that football and, and find an open wide receiver. Now, again, the wide receiver core probably isn't the best in Chicago at this point, even with the addition of Claypool. Uh, but either way, I, I think that's the, the best way to go about it. Now, again, with that comes the idea of, you know, maybe he gets hurt because he's running so much and ends up, you know, taking himself out of it. But the Bears aren't competing for a playoff spot anyhow. This is rivalry week. It's Bears, Packers. If he wants to play in this game like it's Ohio State, Michigan, or whatever, and that, that's part of his deal, then let the kid play. Who cares? If he ends up going out and missing a couple of weeks and Peterman plays, fine. You improve your draft position. At this point, if I was a Bears fan, I want to see Justin Fields get better. And if I can't see that, then I want to make sure we're in position uh, to get a really good player at the top of each round of the draft. Well, they've been able to improve their draft position with Justin Fields playing. Yes. <laughs> so, there, and you know, that, that was the thing that I've, I've harped on that I want to see him lead the hero drive. He has his, he has two fourth quarter drives, two, one game winning drive. The game winning drive came against the Houston Texans, the team currently with the worst record in the NFL. Yep. And it came when Roquan Smith, intercepted a pass, ran it back, and the, they were just looking to, to kill the clock. So there was a handoff, a, kneel, a couple kneel downs, and Santos kicked the field goal, and they barely beat the Houston Texans at home. And that was credit, and that, that gave Justin Fields a game-winning drive. That's the way it goes down, according to Pro Football Reference. You've watched a guy do actual and real game-winning drives and I and I would we'd all love to see Justin Fields have that I don't know if it's poise if it's calm if it, whatever it is it's certainly accuracy what what are the things that jump out when you've watched Aaron Rodgers back when he was AA Ron Rodgers and he was all capital letters he was that guy what are the things I'm looking for touch points along the way the Bears can see in Justin Bears fans can see in Justin Fields what were the things about Rodgers that made everyone believe that it wasn't magic, it was just, it was destiny? 
Aaron Rodgers for a long time was criticized for not being able to get that big drive at the end of games. That first full season, I was one of them criticizing him for not being able to figure out how to get that big drive uh, at the end of a game. So I think there was some of what you're talking about, maybe with Rodgers to a certain degree of not being able to lead that big drive in that big moment sometimes uh, early on in his career. And then obviously as time goes on and your team gets better, you know, and you get better players around you, then you're in that situation to make those bigger plays and there's in those bigger moments. I think it's just experience, man. Like Jordan Love, who came in um, uh, to play a little bit here uh, lately, you know, talks about the game slowing down and Tom Clements, the quarterback's coach talking about being able to digest everything a, a little bit easier um, and improving everything as you go. I, I wouldn't get too concerned about the Justin Field stuff, not getting the big game-winning drive or whatever the case may be right now. I, I think that just comes in time. And like I said, you know, you get them better players around him, get them a little better protection if, they, if that's something that they're looking to do, and then see what happens. If it's a situation where Justin Fields is having opportunity after opportunity and throwing, you know, picks up and right um, and forcing balls into bad situations and so forth and – then it's a situation of, okay, maybe the pressure gets too many freaks out a little bit. Then I'd say, okay, well, maybe that's something to be concerned about. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case with Justin Fields. Now, I haven't watched all the Bears games like you have, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily his issue right now. We're talking with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, uh, the part of Odyssey's Packers podcast, Curd and Long. Before I let you go, the – Will he stay or will he go now? Rodgers going the way of Favre, not. Do they want him to stay? Do they need him to stay? Compare and contrast. How does this play out? Oh, my God. It's so much like Brett. It's It just drives me nuts. He had an opportunity. <laughs> he is. I mean, everything that happened with him and Brett and how, oh, I'm never going to be like Brett and I'm never uh-huh. going to do this to my next guy and we're here right back here again. He got asked, was it last week or two weeks ago, about coming back next year? And he said, well, I don't know. You don't think about that in the offseason. Man, you got $59 million in cash coming. You're coming back next year. Like, stop all this hocus pocus. Like, you're not passing all that money up. There's no chance. What happens, though, now is this leaves the Packers in a situation. So, Roger said when they're mathematically eliminated, he'd be open to having a discussion about sitting and missing the rest of the season to let Jordan Love play. That's a perfect scenario for the Packers. They, I think, need to see Air, uh, Jordan Love play a couple regular season games, see how he moves the team, see how well he is. Then, if that situation is good, then you're talking about a 50-year option. You're talking about maybe an extension and getting him set up to be the next quarterback after Aaron Rodgers. If Jordan Love stinks, they lose those games, he doesn't play well, then, okay, you're going to be in position possibly to take another quarterback in the first round this coming year if somebody falls to you, and maybe they end up taking another quarterback to be that replacement for Aaron Rodgers. But because of the amount of money Aaron Rodgers is owed, I just I don't think there's any chance that dude, and I know he's loaded and he doesn't need the money and all that stuff, but $59 million, I can't see him walking away from that much money. No chance. Not under any hallucinogens? Never? Well, there is that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah I mean. You know, we hear it. Yeah. Saturday Suckage is also home to the Wake and Bake Club, so we're very attuned to that. We just don't just don't know. Just keep an eye on the on the Ayahuasca. It, my co-host, Ryan Horvath, who does BetMGM Tonight yeah. and BetQL, he, uh, in this latest Curtin Long podcast, lays out a, a scenario uh, that involves Danica Patrick 
um, fixing all of the issues with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and his family and Jordan Love and how this whole beautiful scenario could play out if Danica was just back in the picture. So pretty funny stuff. If you get a chance, give it a listen. Yeah, we've had Ryan Horvath on the show. We did not knew, know that he did the same kind of hallucinogens that Brett did. He's making <laughs> stories like that. Sparky, thanks for your time. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, man, always good. Take care. All right, thank you. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 The Fan in Milwaukee, part of Odyssey's, co-host of Odyssey's Packers podcast, Curd and Long with Ryan Horvath. That's great. That's just great. Yeah, making this whole thing. Danica Patrick. Okay. We take a break. When we come back, there's a Bears a Bears Pro Bowl campaign being mounted by a particular bear. I was laughing at it this morning, and then in looking into it, hmm, I'll share that with you next on Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I gotta get down. I'm Steve Rosenberg. Top of the hour, we'll talk to Mark Grody. What Mark heard, our near award-winning segment, he'll be here for two segments as a matter of fact. What Mark heard, there was a lot to be heard this week, including the news that anyone but Nathan Peterman is quarterbacking, and that happens to be the guy who needs to play quarterback, Justin Fields. But this happened this morning. And it was all I could do not to start the show with it because I was laughing. And and this is a tweet. It's a real, live, actual tweet from Tevin Jenkins. I swear to God, no lying, no fingers crossed, no nothing. This, This isn't a tweet, or let me clarify it. It's a tweet that appears to be from an account claiming to be Tevin Jenkins and verified with a blue check mark by Twitter such as verification means anything in this world of a wacko owner these days. But here is that tweet. I need your help getting to the Pro Bowl this year. Every retweet equals one vote. I'll repeat for those of you whose head just hit the floor. I need your help getting to the Pro Bowl this year. Every retweet equals one vote. Now, it sounds outrageous, certainly what I thought. Tevin Jenkins, a guy who's part of a rolling tollway of an offensive line, talking himself up as a pro bowler. I mean, here, we knew this offensive line was a problem going into the season. There hasn't been much to change our thoughts. And here's a guy whose quarterback deodorizes the offensive line's weakness by running around. But for what it's worth... While Jenkins needs help not getting to the Pro Bowl, just staying in the lineup, the Bears are 6-2 and two in his eight games, the eight he has started. He didn't play two weeks ago or the week before that. But here's this from Pro Football Focus, a recent newsletter. The Bears' highest-graded player at 77.3, Tevin Jenkins. Offensive guard. And I don't know why they keep saying offensive guard. There's no defensive guard. It's just guard. 
But that's whatever you think of pro football focus, that's what they've done. And here's the comment. Coming out of training camp, there was some real doubt about Jenkins even being on the Bears roster. And even if he was, there was no guarantee he would start. But Jenkins eventually earned one of the starting guard spots, and he's been their best offensive lineman ever since, which isn't saying much. But Pro Football Focus notes he recorded and he has recorded an 81.4 run blocking grade thus far. So you balance that out against a pass blocking grade, and you can see the polarity there. Jenkins' biggest surprise they list about the Bears is Jenkins is currently the eighth highest graded guard in the NFL. Okay, I'm going to repeat that again for the same people like me whose heads hit the floor when Tevin Jenkins launched his Pro Bowl campaign. Pro Football Focus says the biggest surprise is Jenkins because he is currently the eighth highest graded guard in the NFL excelling as a run blocker. In fact, continues Pro Football Focus, he has the fifth highest run block grade among all guards in the NFL. Let me go back to what his overall rating is. He grades out at 77.3. 80 is considered outstanding. Not in a game. 80 in a game is not such a big deal, but if you average 80 plus over 17 games, that's like 900 OPS to try to make a cross-sport comparison. That is what Tevin Jenkins has done according to Pro Football Focus, and whatever you think of them, whatever, I've just stunned. So, he kind of has a right. He kind of has the okay to go ahead and launch his own campaign, I guess. <laughs> that's that's he, interesting. <laughs> I never, I was, you know, it was also, you say, this is, you know, from, from the, <clears throat> the Beavis and, and McButthead of the Bears from ownership <laughs> on down, and then you get this and go, wait a minute. These numbers specifically. Now what you see on tape, what other players think, and, and the, Understand the Pro Bowl is is a buddy. It's the buddy movie. It's the buddy system. Um, as Bart Simpson said, the buddy system never fails. And that's what the Pro Bowl largely is with that kind of voting. And nobody wants to go and play in the game. Everybody wants to just, just go to Hawaii. And now nobody wants to go because it's not in Hawaii anymore. There's no way to make that game good. But to be a Pro Bowler is to be a Pro Bowler. Ask Mitch Trubisky. It took a whole lot of injuries and people going, no, I don't want it, for him to become a pro bowler. And Jay Cutler was kind of the same way, but it, you get to say pro bowler if you're that. Tevin Jenkins wants to be a pro bowler. And oddly, there's a case to be made. It's hard to see that on that offensive line where you fear for the quarterback's life. One of the greatest arguments against playing Justin Fields, he's hurt already, everybody's hurt. He might be hurt more than most. He's probably tougher than anyone out there. You have to love his being that kind of headstrong, that kind of pain tolerance. 
But one of the arguments against playing him is that offensive line, of which Tevin Jenkins is a part of. He's been responsible for two sacks this year. And it doesn't rate particularly highly. There are more guards who have allowed fewer. But the idea that he grades out this way, he's the Bears' highest graded player, according to PFF, Oh, my God. Well, like, can you imagine if you were to tell Ryan Poles that? Like, when they were talking about maybe trading him before, like, training camp got underway? It's like, hey, this is going to be your best offensive lineman. Well, and maybe this helps him get that trade made. I have no idea. But you know what? There was no... Sean Sears, before the season started, there there was a lot of talk about maybe they want to play Justin Fields to show him off for trade. Because they didn't draft him. He's not their guy. And now, I don't know, are we allowed to use the word rebuild? As they, boy, the Bears and Cubs are just, they just love lying to you. Well, they'd like you to call it a retool, uh, Rosie. That's what that, you know, it's it's well, not a rebuild, it's a build, according to Eberflus. Okay, it's tools. <laughs> You're just tools, is what you are, for saying stuff like that. But there was a lot of thought that Justin Fields wasn't going to be here very long because he wasn't drafted. And it's a very common thing among regimes. Not my guy. You're going to I mean, be somebody else's guy. You're going somewhere else. We saw a play out with Roquan Smith, you know? I mean, that's a great player. The Bears said, you know, we could probably either do better or we don't need to pay him this kind of money. I mean, well, they could easily been there for Fields. That's what it was. They they liked what Roquan Smith could do. Roquan Smith sure. had the, the entitlement when he wasn't playing, I mean, maybe he doesn't understand the defense, but he's not the most important position on this defense. He's got to stop the talking three, to that St. Omni. The, tr- the three technique is the most important spot in the defense Iberflus wants to run, and Roquan Smith doesn't play that. Right now, nobody great plays it. You need the next Tommy Harris, and you need him to stay healthy. That's the most important position for whatever... You're paying Eddie Jackson to do. And by the way, why didn't Eddie Jackson feel like tackling last week? Is there? Do we ever find that out? You ever tell anybody why he just wasn't into tackling? Was it not part of his job description? Is it like, you know, in geometry when I was in school, you got to eliminate your lowest grade. Maybe you just got to have your own tackling bye week. <laughs> you just get to drop one of those, huh? Yeah, that's what Eddie Jackson did. Sorry he got hurt. He wasn't tackling much before then. And and as good as Jawan, Jaquan Brisker has looked, the Bears' leading soccer, the as good as he's looked, the that position still isn't the most important one. That's where the Bears, that's what they have to address. That guy, that's what they need. Otherwise, the rest of it is just going to founder around the way they the way they are now and the way they look now and and as they they're worse than ordinary they're they're simply they they've lost a lot of talent injuries have made it worse injuries and trades have made it worse and they were particularly strong playing that defense in that spot to start with but Roquan Smith is gone because he wanted too much money for that position he thought more of himself than the bears do but there was some thought Justin Fields wasn't going to be here very long. Not their guy. Maybe he's changed their mind. He still might not. Maybe this is a really good showcase. Maybe it's a really good showcase to show other teams what you might be getting in him. And Tevin Jenkins has certain numbers that can convince you 
he's a pro bowler. That was on the tweeter machine, and you got to believe everything that's on Twitter today. You know what I believe? I believe what Mark Grody tells me. We're going to find that out next on our near award-winning segments, what Mark heard. This is Saturday Suckage. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be broken, unemployed, and turning 33. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 